Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Notre Dame football Saturday continues with WSBT Game Day. Here's your host, Evan Sharpley. Welcome to the Game Day Show and good morning on your home for Notre Dame football, 96 1 FM, 960 AM WSBT. We are live from the Mishawaka WSBT studios. What a beautiful drive in this morning. We had some hot coffee and some icy rain. Where was that white Christmas? I think it was. It should have been today, right? <laughs> it's just after 8 o'clock right now and we're getting you ready for the 4 p.m. kickoff. The undefeated 13-0 Clemson Tigers versus the 12-0 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Number 2 versus number 3 in the first game of the semifinals of the college football playoffs. Following that, you have Alabama taking on Oklahoma. I'm joined here in studio right now by my co-host and producer, Tim Growl. Tim, Good morning. I, am, I couldn't sleep last night. I was excited. You know what? My phone was going off. I think I got a text at 6 o'clock this morning, which is 5 in Dallas. So we're going to have some guests. what? We're going to have some guests. I'm not even going to tell you what they're oh. saying. We're going to have some guests on later on that, are, that were nice enough to get up at 7 some this morning after partying last night. So you're saying they didn't even go to sleep. I don't think they probably <laughs> did. So Dr. Radigan went to sleep. So I'm sure he did. He, he, he did. He, he's a responsible uh, down there, but how was your Christmas? It was great. Yeah, uh, l- nice and uh, relaxed. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel refreshed now. It's uh, you look it's refreshed. You got a little <laughs> hair there, which I don't have sticking yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, how about you? You have a good one? Yeah, I, I, had, I had two. But re- really, honestly, it's a little talk, talk, talk. You know, now let's get it on the field and let's do it. Right? It seems like this has been lasting forever. Yeah, it has. Um, what it's been three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're so used in you know in season, you know, playing every week and having right. you know the six day or seven day layover between our our shows, but then right. also the talk in between games. That's what's always unique about the college football playoff, and even dating back then to you know BCS land uh, when you're talking about a, a New Year's six, either on New Year's Day or even pushing it to like. Uh, you know, January 7th. There's a long layoff, so you have a lot to talk about. Um, what what the NCAA has done, which is nice for, uh, I think, pure college sports fans, is there are 40 different bowls this year to watch. Unbelievable. Is there... And there's three today before the game. Is there the day, Tim before Growl the, State Farm Agent Bowl, too? You know, we should we should have that. <laughs> I should set that up. Yeah, we had that on in my office and stuff. Let me ask you real quick, and we'll, we'll get into these X's and O's, but I was watching that Syracuse game yesterday, is not sometime when you have this layover a bad thing because Syracuse looked like they tried to come up with new things in the first half yesterday and they were stymied. Second half they went back to what they how they played during the season and they took the game over. Yeah, Tim, I, I played in I played in, personally played in four bowl games. It was in the Fiesta, the Sugar, um, and then sorry three, and then the Hawaii Bowl. Um, and uh, you know I, I liked. Um, playing each week you get into a little bit of a rhythm mm-hmm. i did not like the time off right um i thought that that you know for timing and chemistry um you you lose a little bit of the game edge sure you know there's two different speeds you've got practice speed you've got game speed so certainly that can be a little bit different on game day um so for you know for us and that's something that brian kelly has tried to address uh, i know that during this this 
time off. They've done a little more of one versus one, uh, the one offense versus the one defense to try to replicate some of that speed. Normally, you're just doing scout O uh, versus the the first team defense or um, scout offense versus uh, or sorry scout defense versus the number one offense. Right. So you know, I, th- I think that there's you, you have to be creative on how to replicate that speed. It's still very difficult um, to replicate that, but you know. Once you get into the game, um, you you start to acclimate to that. But you can see pretty early on what teams were practicing at maybe a little bit of a higher level compared to to the other team. Well, what they were doing too is what I thought is that it looked like they overcoached, like they went into this and they said, "Oh, we're going to come out and we're going to do these surprising things," mm-hmm. and they tried to do all these trick plays and everything. And they well, just th- bottomed out. I think at this point, you know, your identity is kind of, you know, already Set, etched. right? Yeah. yeah. You don't uh, want to change that and, now. And, and I think, too, I mean, you know, sometimes that can be overplayed. You know, you have a month off. What are you going to change? What are you going to update? Yeah, you've got film. You've got an entire, you know, season's film on the, the opposition. So for Notre Dame, you know, they have a lot of film on Clemson. They had already watched a lot of film on Clemson because they had played some ACC opponents that Clemson had played. And vice versa. You know, you have a lot of film for Clemson to watch on Notre mm. Dame. But, I mean, if you look at the stats, you look at the tendencies, there's a reason why these two teams are undefeated and then they are where they are. What would be the sense in changing that at this point? So, you know, if you look at the identity of Notre Dame, you look at their defense, they've done a great job in uh, really bending but not breaking, creating some turnovers in key situations and getting off the field. And then offensively, you know, it's been a mix and match of run and pass, a quarterback who's been very efficient over the course of the season once he was named starter, um, and and spreading the wealth around. And we've seen this offensive line grow. And really, it's been a a very similar story uh, for For Clemson Clemson, as well. You know, they have a very a lot their tendencies are very similar to what Notre Dame does they've given up some yards this year they've had a couple of wins where they've given up over 400 close to 500 yards passing but still won by a couple of touchdowns um, so Brent Venables uh, the defensive coordinator for Clemson does a really good job um, of buckling down uh, when they need to similar to what Clark Lee has done with Notre Dame and then offensively Clemson has a very talented freshman quarterback um, I'm at the point now I don't think you call him a freshman he's you know he's played yeah. in, he's played in over 10 games right. he's been a starter most of the year um, and is you know he doesn't look to get rattled very much. And that you know Travis Etienne, the running back, he's a dangerous guy. He's someone that worries me right now. Average over eight yards, and he's he's really tough. You know he's a guy. It's a lot of teams have had a had, had a difficult time bottling him up. He breaks a lot of tackles. He gets most of his yardage after yes. the hit, right? Yes. And, hit. and I think I don't know if there's been a running back that Notre Dame has played this year of his caliber. Um, you know, you, you could you'd say Bryce Love. He had a, obviously had a down year, and so did Stanford as a whole. Um, but this guy is very dynamic as a running back. So, you know, Notre Dame's both teams are going to have to bring it. Right. I mean, there's again, there's a reason why both teams are undefeated. Both teams ran the table in, in the regular season. Clemson then winning the ACC championship game. There's a reason why they're they are where they are. Um, so I, I I'm hoping and expecting that both teams play at a very high level because I think it's going to be good football. It's going to be an interesting chess match between Venerable and Long. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, bo- both sides. I mean, I think right. that this game is going to come down to who's able to make in-game adjustments the quickest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can wait till halftime. Uh, I don't I think, think Notre so. Dame's coaching staff has done a really good job all season 
and going in at halftime and saying, you know, all right, where are some areas where we need to tweak some things? And then coming out, I mean, you look at what Notre Dame has done in most third and fourth quarters has been very impressive, both from a physical standpoint and not, you know, their conditioning has been top notch, but also, you know, some, some X's and O's and making some adjustments on that side of thing, I think has been very impressive. But in a game like this, I mean, you're going to have to make in-game adjustments from possession to possession, you know, during the quarter change. Um, and then obviously having halftime too, but you know, the co- the coaches are going to earn their paychecks today, right. and then relaying that that, that that information from the player to the players so that they can go out there and execute as well. We're going to debate later on, and we'll I think we'll ask all of our guests today about what do you do if you win the toss today because I think that's going to be interesting. We want to tell everybody that if you're uh, interested in getting out, and the Notre Dame official watch party for WSBT is at Traditions Restaurants and Bar in the Embassy Suites Hotel at the Hilton. Located at 80 Street Commons, it's the WSBT's official watch party. Starts at 11 a.m., game's at 4 o'clock, there's going to be drink specials. We'll give you more details as we get into the show. We're going to take our first break a little early because we got one guest that's ready to go all the way from Dallas already. So we'll be right back with Dr. Brian Radigan. May I have your attention, please? This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. You're listening to WSBT, your radio home for Notre Dame football. Welcome back to the Game Day Show. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley, and you're home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. We are previewing the Notre Dame versus Clemson game kickoff is at 4 p.m. this afternoon in the first semifinal game. Notre Dame is now only a 12-point underdog instead of a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. I saw that. <laughs> they said all this people are rushing to put bets on Notre Dame, so I was thinking it was going to drop below 10, and it wanted to drop a half a point. Half a point. Half a point. The total points Man. at 57 right now. Oh, jeez. You know what? Real quick, I like where we're at. I think one expert on is ESPN out of 15 picked Notre Dame. We're a double-digit underdog. That's where I like to be. Because there's nothing to lose or what? I just nobody expects us. Nobody <laughs> expects us to do anything. So you know what? Let's surprise the world. Sounds sounds good to me. I think it would be. Yeah, I mean, you're, and, and how this team has been built all year too has been breaking expectations of what people thought. So right. I I like to be in the underdog. All right, all right. Let's find out from our our next guest, who, unprofessionally, I've been calling Brian Radigan, but now since he's my doctor and just fixed my shoulder and doc i don't have any How's sling on it's doing motion, great good. yeah rehab and everything we got the the uh, chief uh, orthopedic physician for the notre dame football team and a former notre dame player and a former notre or indianapolis colts uh, dr brian radigan good morning good morning tim hey evan hey, brian how are you first, first off congratulations uh i know connor just yeah uh, he's a preferred walk on at notre dame how was uh how was that for you guys and for your family uh it's been a lot of fun He's really enjoying it. I'm excited. It's going to change the next four years for me. Just uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, I've always liked watching him, but uh, when the coaches start yelling and they start yelling at your son, <laughs> I think I think I might actually enjoy it. <laughs> you're gonna, I was going to say you're probably going to start yelling a little bit too, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I won't have to this time, but somebody else can do it. No, it'll be it'll be great. We're we're really excited. He's excited, which is what makes it fun as a parent. Well, that's great. Well, Brian, uh, kind of set the tone for us and uh, paint a picture of how things have gone uh, this week. You know, we're, we're finally here. Uh, it, it, it feels like it's been a while. There's been a little downtime. What's preparation been like for this team? Actually, I think it's been great. I uh, think toward the end of the year, when you go undefeated, you, it's almost like you're limping to the finish line, just like with everything building up. And that's over. Right? Once that finished at USC and the game was over, it's almost like a big relief. 
as opposed to just dominating. And now it's kind of recharged. Everybody looks great. They feel better. They're, they're all healed. And they're coming in. I think it's been a really, really good last couple of weeks. As far as injuries and health, everything check out pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doing great. We've had a couple of dislocated fingers this week, and that's it. <laughs> but not in your quarterback or receiver, so who cares? <laughs> hey, Bright, how important was it, do you think, that the team got down there so so early? Because, I mean, that's an awesome place. I mean, just walking into that thing, being overwhelmed. Like I think of the scene at the Hoosiers when they walk into the, the big the big Butler Stadium and he goes and measures the, the basket. But in any case, getting down there early, quite important? Yeah, I think it's been good. This uh, Cotton Bowl has been amazing. I've I've seen a lot of bowl games, and I got to tell you that the staff here, Rich Baker and those guys, they they've done an absolutely fantastic job here. It's, they're whining and dining everybody, but they're they're getting everything done efficiently, and and you practice at the stadium every time, which is a, a, obviously a beautiful place. So the guys, they're already warmed up. They've already seen their locker room six times. So all that stuff that you just you know the wow factor that's gone, that's gone. They're so ready to play now. Uh, it's uh, it's time, Brian. Maybe what's been the biggest thing that has stood out? I mean, you, you've you've been around this game a long time. You've been to a lot of bowl games. Um, you mentioned the process of how things have gone, but maybe what's been the coolest thing um, that you would have liked to experience as a player? Probably the hospitality room. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many cool things here. Uh, truly, it's, it's like been a real vacation. They. They kind of understand it's Christmas time. A lot of people are taking from their families for a little bit, but they've they've made it uh, amazing. They have you know, they have mass every day. They have the but the facilities here are great. It's a big place. It's exciting. Um, I think just the everything besides the practice and the usual meeting rooms because you know Evan any any hotel has a conference room where you can set up twenty five rooms where the guys go watch film and they meet their coaches and and that's the same anywhere. It's everything outside has been really really cool. As far as the fan, the fan experience, I've been I've been paying pretty close attention to to vivid seats, and it looks like Notre Dame Nation has traveled very very well. <laughs> what what's that been like down on the street uh, with with this uh, contingent of Notre Dame fans? It, it is true. Actually, I was at a a function last night with Lady Annabelle concert. Right, it's just inside <laughs> the hotel here, which is crazy. Right, they you're two feet away from all these people who sell out arenas. And we we pretty much took that place over, which was great because the president of Clemson was there, and he was kind of outnumbered. It had to be seven to one. It was it was pretty great. But yeah, they they've traveled in groves for sure. They're all over the place. They're excited. Everyone's excited. Well, it should it should be a great football game. Uh, you know, let's kind of turn our attention to that. And and what what do you feel most confident about with this Notre Dame football team and why they're going to win today? I think, uh, you know, I was obviously worried about their D-line like everybody else. Uh, not that our O-line isn't good, so that their D-line's pretty special. And now that they've, I won't lie to you, I don't mind that one of them's not playing. Mm-hmm. The, the whole Osterine and performance-enhancing drug thing was uh, an interesting thing going around, right? You always like to see that it's on my side of the world. I'm always interested to see how that goes just because of all the time and effort that goes into drug testing at Notre Dame. Uh, when I see other schools get hit with something, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. So I, I think the guys, you know, watching that distraction happen at another school, uh, like even Alabama's got some stuff going on. That's uh, the all the little side conversations are interesting. It's nice that we don't have that going on right now for us. 
And the guys are, I mean, physically they're ready. They, they can't run the plays again. They've run them a, a million times. They've seen every look they're going to see, every trick play they're going to see. They're prepared for everything. Uh, I think they're just done with all that. But the fact that we don't have these little side problems going on is, is really nice. How does something happen like that, like Clemson is experiencing right now? You know, I've it's, I thought about it again and again because with something like Austrian, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a pretty amazing drug, to be honest with you, a little, little trick to the system where unlike the usual steroids that people typically think of that have all the little side effects, uh, you know, you get the, the man boobs, as they call it, right? They, that's just because the estrogen is released later on after. Well, with this one, it's, it's called a SARM, and, and the way it's, it has all the, the same benefits of a regu- the regular steroids without the downside of those side effects. So it's a very attractive performance-enhancing drug. And honestly, it was probably found and invented by accident, like they all are. And then I think some of these different protein powders and whatnot have things in them that didn't know they were a problem until later. And so I'd love to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was in some some medicine or something they thought was okay and are finding out now that it wasn't. It was just kind of mass production causes problems sometimes. But the fact that it was Clemson and not Notre Dame, I have to say they knew it, right? We want to say they cheat. Notre Dame, it would have been a total accident, right? Let's go with that. <laughs> but, but, but they... They do have these things, and it's how does it happen? I don't know. Was it an accident? And it's unfortunate for all those guys now, or was it something they they knew about? You know, they had all of us had eighteen guys tested, right? And they had three show up, and we didn't have any. You, you, you know, you can make your own decision on how you think that happens. I think it's just a. Uh, it's pretty interesting to me how that stuff happens year in and year out. There's always another name to another performance enhancing drug. I think uh, the chemists can make a lot of money out there helping these athletes and hurting them in the long run. Well, Brian, if if you have any access to that, I would love to get my hands on it for myself. <laughs> you, you don't need anything, partner. Come on, yeah. come on. I'm, I'm yeah. a guy like me. I need something like that. Uh, Tim oh, Brown, Evan Short. When you start looking like us, we'll find some for you. In the meantime, <laughs> Tim Ground, Evan Sharpling, WST's Game Day, getting the thoughts of Dr. Brian uh, Radigan with the team. We're going to ask everybody this, and we'll ask you, what do you think they should do if Notre Dame wins the toss? Do you put your offense on the field to take charge right away, or do you put your def- defense on the field? Uh, uh, 100% of the time, I like the defense out there first. I've always liked that. You're so ready to be in the game. Uh, as a defensive guy, I love being out there first. Nothing better. Go down, get your kickoff done, set the tempo. I, I think you set the tempo better with defense. Now, you probably ask Evan. He's probably saying put the offense. Out there. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's exactly the constant. That's constantly the debate. So, yeah. And then I like having the ball to start the second half. I've always liked that. Right. Right. How about um, you know? I wanted to ask this, and I don't want to get too much technical stuff, but I've always wanted to ask this. Medical facilities, when you go to all these different stadiums and stuff, it's got to be quite different everywhere. Is it like state-of-the-art at, at the Cotton Bowl? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I think Jerry Jones spares no expense, as everyone knows. right? So for here, we'll have, we'll have an iPad on the sideline. So typically what Notre Dame does, we, we have a replay sent to our phones immediately. We always have someone up in the booth, and we're quick to get a replay of any injury or video of something that we're concerned about it's sent to our phones immediately by our staff. Well, we'll still have that here, but some stadiums don't have the right reception. Um, so you can't do that. But here, 
they'll have an iPad. So we'll still have it on our phone from our staff, but it'll probably be just as quick or even quicker uh, to have it right on the iPad immediately. So instead of the, you know, the, the Peyton Manning's going over and looking at their iPad and reviewing the plays, uh, we'll be doing it on the medical staff if we see something we're worried about. So if you see me run over there, I'm not reviewing any offense or defensive <laughs> plays. <laughs> You're not giving some play. tips in there about what play you think they should run? Uh, yeah, exactly. I've been told. I've been given my instructions not to talk. <laughs> Where are you uh, actually it's, at it's, on the, the side? The facilities are great. Where are yeah, I, well, I, pay, I pace up and down. I pace up and down. I move all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I just like to have a better angle. I try to stay away from Coach Kelly so I don't get on TV. <laughs> He's always on TV. <laughs> stay away from him. Him and I feel like David Grimes is always finding the TV too. <laughs> <laughs> now, he might be doing it on purpose. I don't know about that. Actually, I, I, he's he's got he's helping keep the sideline clear. You see those guys all the time that keep people off the field. Grimes is working hard on game day, keeping people off the field that just lose track. The get it was worse coach. when Harry Heastan was around. Oh yeah, Harry how, was always out on the field. <laughs> how long have you been with the team? Have you been there the whole time? Brian's been there. Down here to yeah. this week. No, I mean uh, for the seat for this your career there at Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yeah. So when he came, he, he named me the head orthopedic guy. I was here a couple of years before that, helping out with the team. So yeah, 2008. I've been working with the team. He came in 2010. So yeah, we've been kind of partnered up the whole time. If you want to look at it that way. So just a, a doctor in general, you like his demeanor now better than when he looked like he was going to blow a bu- blood vessel all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I stay away from that as well. I, he. <laughs> As a coach, I, I got to tell you, 18 and 22 year olds, I'm, I don't know how you keep it together all the time. But yeah. so I can see how you lose the gas. Cause that's his personality. I mean, he's a fiery Irishman. That's, that's it. Is what it is. I mean, you don't get to be coach of the year in every poll. It seems like without yeah. being good, but you're going to lose your temper uh, once in a while. Uh, yeah. Sure. Evan, how frustrating is it when you have the perfect play called <laughs> and you just see, and you and you know it's a touchdown, and all of a sudden there's one blown assignment. <laughs> and you have a three-yard loss. You're just like, yeah. In your mind, you know. You see the defense come out. You see the they're in exactly what you want them to be in. This is going to be a touchdown, and you have a three-yard loss. I think that was – I'd lose my mind. So I, I understand why serious. coaches yell in those situations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where I think it comes from. But, I'll, again, that's not my world. Well, how about a uh, prediction? How do you think you see the game's going to go? I don't think it's going to be a 12-point loss, that's for sure. I think we're going to win. High scoring? I, 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 uh, no, I think it'll be right in the middle somewhere. I think we'll be – most teams, we're used to being in the 30s now, right? It's kind of been nice. But I think it'll probably be low 30s, mid to high 20s for both teams. It's going to be It's going to be close. They can score, we can score. Um, I'd love to see our defense get a few turnovers today, which – that changes the whole tempo when you have the turnovers. So I'd say we're going to be in the low 30s. They'll be in the mid 20s somewhere. This uh, this Clemson offense is is pretty special. Notre Dame's defense has been very good all year. What what do you think uh, Clark Lee is going to kind of dial up to potentially put some pressure on a, a true freshman quarterback? I, I honestly, um, we all think that. Like I read the papers just like you do, and I think that pressure would be great on a freshman, but. He doesn't. He doesn't get rattled too much. So it's been nice. We've mm-hmm. we've had Jerkovic out there, all bowl, being him, right? And so we got a, a pretty great scout team quarterback right now that we got throwing things at us. Um, I think these guys are ready. He's got pressure. He's got a mix of everything. But I love Clark and his game day management. I mean, he may have ten blitzes put in for a week, and we may not even see one of them mm-hmm. because 
the way the flow of the game's going, that's not what's going to work. So I have a 100% confidence in him. He's been pretty amazing. And what I think he did clearly doesn't matter to these guys. He, he does a great in-game change in management. I, I love watching him coach. And the players absolutely love him. I mean, they have 100% confidence. He's, he's really good. He's calm. But he's really sharp. You can just tell he just he's got this confidence about when he walks around without an in-your-face style that they're they're ready and they know whatever he calls they're gonna they're gonna be in good shape. Well, so I, I'd love to see blitzes because you know how that is. We always like to go see someone get blown up. <laughs> but I, I, you know, it's just the, the fun part of the game. But I don't know. I hope that's what we can do and it works. Well, we'll find out at 4 p.m. this afternoon. I Brian, we, we appreciate you taking some time. We'll let you get back to the hospitality room. Hopefully there's a ping-pong table there. Um, and some there's a food. lot of that. <laughs> and feel free after the wind to, to text me, Brian. Go, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'd like to hear from you down there. <laughs> Thanks yeah, a lot. I, I appreciate will. it. I will. Yeah. You, you bet, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. We'll be right back on your home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. This is former tight end Robin Weber. My job was to catch footballs. Yours is to catch every Notre Dame game right here on your home for Fighting Irish Football, WSBT. Welcome back to the Game Day Show. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley, on your home for Notre Dame Football, 96 1 FM, 960 AM, WSBT. Notre Dame is playing Clemson this afternoon. At they are? They yeah. are? Really? They are and Followed by the secondary game, the right? The secondary game, <laughs> Alabama versus Oklahoma. The Heisman Trophy winners playing in that game. Yeah. Uh, I'm here with Tim Grau. We're about to do something pretty interesting here, Tim. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm anxious for this in a couple well, for a couple different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you explain what we what we have, we have going on here? All right. Well, we're going to talk to former Notre Dame wide receiver Bobby Brown, who's in Dallas with okay. very little sleep. I'm not even sure he slept at all. With a former player from Clemson, a former defensive end, they both, if I believe we got this right, they both played together, I think, at the Cleveland Browns, and you guys can correct me with that, and that's Raheem Abdullah, and he's in Atlanta, and they are going to, with us emceeing or mitigating things, are going to debate, <laughs> yeah, they're going to debate which team is going to win today, each of their alma mater. So, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, we you you had it correct. We played together uh, at the Cleveland Browns. Have been good friends, but uh, we 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 disagree on a few things about this weekend, about today. Well, before we get to that, though, how about the Browns? How about them? Oh yeah, yeah. How about? <laughs> Let's bring you guys together say, first. Bobby thought you were talking say, about him, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> exactly. How about my family, right? No. <laughs> Raheem, during the NFL broadcast boot camp, said that the Cleveland Browns would be the surprise team of the season. And so, Raheem, much credit to you because they are doing exactly what you said they would do while we were doing our, our broadcast training. So Cleveland should be calling him right now and signing him up to uh, for an <laughs> announcer. At least something, yes. he he, And I've got footage of it. He called it. Uh, well before the season, he called it. So, uh, you know, got to give him credit. He was right. All right. Well, back on topic. We've got a pretty big football game tonight, right? Okay. And, Bobby, you said that you guys disagree on a couple of things. So we'll let you start things off, and we want to hear why Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson this afternoon. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you take a deep breath and start with, it's like this. You're serious. Um <laughs> 
Notre Dame is being completely disrespected. And at some point, you draw the line in your football life and say, enough is enough. I will not be disrespected anymore. And this is the day that that happens. Notre Dame wins because they have to shut up the naysayers. They've got a great defense. And um, they're going to make sure that uh, the underdog phenomenon of, of feeling like us versus the world is something that motivates them. We're still Notre Dame. Brian Kelly's got a lot to prove. This is more a game about psychology, and so I think Notre Dame wins because of that reason. Raheem, for Clemson. Yes. Well, first of all, I would like to start off by saying it's not Clemson, it's the university. You have to say the university. Everyone knows who you're talking about. Well, my friend Bobby Brown, you guys got a great defense. We got a greater defense. But the thing is going to boil down to our offense. Our quarterback right now is playing outstanding. Um, for Clemson, if we lose, it would be a letdown. And that is the, I don't know if you guys remember the Clemsoning. We're, we're done with that. We've stopped that years ago. Right now, I don't think, I don't think, and I personally believe it's not just him because it's my team, but I don't think Clemson, uh, Notre Dame should even be in the playoffs. Ooh, the gauntlet is thrown. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they should have been in the playoffs. Uh, I think that if Clemson wins, it's, it's a lose-lose situation for Clemson. If Clemson wins, people say, oh, well, Notre Dame shouldn't have been in this. In a, in a, in a, if Clemson loses, oh, Clemson let Notre Dame beat him, a team that shouldn't even been in the playoffs. Then, once we go on and win a national championship, <laughs> people say, well, Clemson had a bye because they really didn't play anybody in Notre Dame. I'm thinking we'll beat them by 20 points a day. At least 20. Let me interject here real, <laughs> real, real quick. Here. You're listening to WSBT's game day as we debate today's game with former University of Notre Dame wide receiver Bobby Brown and former University of Clemson defensive end Raheem Abdul. Bobby, respond. University. Well, uh, first of all, uh, whatever this the university thing is, uh, that's going to be the university that gets whooped today. <laughs> so I'll grant you the respect of calling you the university, but understand that uh, there is no respect when you go between those lines. And so while my esteemed colleague and former uh, teammate, Mr. Rahim Abdullah, has pointed out that um, there are a lot of people who think that we should not be in the college football playoffs, we being Notre Dame, it doesn't matter what they think. There were 12 opponents that they put in front of us, and we beat all 12 of those opponents. We uh, not only beat 12 opponents, but four of them, I believe if I'm correct, were ranked at the time that we beat them. We can't control uh, the fact that some of those teams weren't as good as we thought that they would be. Uh, there's no one else more deserving. Maybe if you said uh, UCF, because that's the only other undefeated team in, in major college football, uh, we absolutely deserve to be there. And so what Notre Dame is going to do is they're going to get off the plane, what they've already done, because they're here, they're ready for the game, but they're going to get off the bus today, ready for that uh, football game with a defense. And so the old adage that defense wins championships is something that has proven true. We're seeing it now at the NFL level. While all the cute offenses scored points throughout the season, the defenses have now stepped up. 
We have a defense at every level. Uh, our front seven is amazing. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm going to go actually each level. Our defensive line is one that is stout, that can uh, defend the run and rush the passer. Our linebackers are both smart and fast. That's what I like to call that, that tandem, that terrible tandem of Drew Tranquil and Tavon Cody, smart and fast. And then our defensive backfield, you've got to really search to find a weak spot because the safeties are amazing in both the run and pass defense. And, look, we've got what should have been the Thorpe Ward winner and, and Julian Love. And Troy Pride has been playing, playing well as, as, as well. So that's why we win today. We bring a defense out. And uh, while Clemson has been scoring points uh, all over the place in college football, they haven't played a defense as well-balanced and as star-studded as the Irish, and that's going to be the difference against a freshman. He's still a freshman quarterback. So, Raheem, my question for you first off is, if Notre Dame shouldn't have been the fourth team, and who would have been your vote for that fourth team? And then real quick, just from both of you guys, um, just your overall thoughts on whether or not this should this, this college football playoff should look at expanding, say, to eight teams. No, I don't think they should expand it. But I, I think uh, for your first question, uh, Ohio State should have been there. Uh, should have been in there. But I would even I wouldn't say Central Florida because of their uh, schedule. Um, but you can argue Notre Dame's schedule also. Um, I would not expand it to four because of. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I would not expand it to eight because I think four is is better. But uh, for to Bobby's point about our freshman who threw for 2,600 yards and 24 touchdowns with only four interceptions, um, <laughs> I think he's been playing lights out. And I'm not even speaking on our defense who have uh, four uh, top ten defense alignment who can go in the top ten in the first round in the NFL. I'm not going to speak on those guys either. <clears throat> I'm not going to speak on those. <laughs> also, you know, T. Higgins and Justin Ross and, and the Alabama killer, uh, Hunter Renfro. I'm not going to speak on those guys either. I'm going to go to our coach, Dabble Swinney. Uh, he's been there before. He's not a rookie or a freshman. This is, this is the culture that he has brought to Clemson. He expects to win now. There's no more, uh, you know, we could. You know, see, I think... Uh, I think right now Notre Dame is thinking we can we can win we could win. Clemson is thinking we're gonna win. When we win, when we play for the national championship, we'll be playing either Alabama or Oklahoma. You know, I don't think a lot of people don't want to see that Clemson Alabama national championship game because they're getting tired of the two best teams in the nation going at it every year. But hey, it is what it is. <clears throat> but for Bobby's point, my extreme colleague. I understand why he wants Notre Dame to be in it. It's his, it's his alumni. <laughs> if, Clemson, if Clemson wasn't there, I would want them in also. But the fact of the matter is, he's playing against the number two team in the nation. In my point, we should be number one, but I might be a little bit biased. He's going to go against one of the best defenses, defensive line in the history of college football. Oh, gosh. But, you know, I digress. How big a factor do you think it is losing Dexter Lawrence in this game? Big factor or not, not, maybe a little over? He, he, 
He didn't want you to bring that up, man. Why did y'all bring that up? <laughs> well, we, we talked about it earlier. Are either of you guys taking Osterin right now or no? No, I don't. I, I've never been a. Um, <laughs> I've never been one of those guys who took anything because my, my tolerance for everything is so low. But to what I understand, the amount or the trace was so minute in his system that. It just shows you that it has to be a change in college football. The NCAA can't be the end all to be all. They're they're like God when it comes down to deciding the kid's future. They really need to do something about that because, as Debo was saying in his press conference, the kid when people when he found out the guy failed the test, he was totally shocked because he know all three of those guys. Not even Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence making the headlines because he's the biggest name of the, of the three. But he knows what type of kid he is and, and, and his character. Look, man, I don't know what type of character he is, but he needs to be a character that stays off that soft. No, I have never taken anything like that. I am someone who, hey, come on, Evan, have you seen my body, baby? <laughs> I don't need no help. You know what I mean? I know I'm a little older now, but I'll still flex these muscles on you. No, I have not taken any of the things that uh, are, are on the banned substance list. I do agree with Raheem that the NCAA needs to have a more realistic and pragmatic approach to how they deal with these things because there's so many um, ingredients and things that we take uh, that uh, uh, put us a little bit beyond the line. And NFL has struggled with that as well. So the NCAA needs to take a uh, another look at how they approach that. But that's a huge loss for Clemson. Are you kidding me? He was the 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 anchor of that defense, of that bomb defensive line that Raheem is talking about that he did not acknowledge is going to be missing the, 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 the key piece. Uh, yes, that's a huge loss for them. And more important, um, it is a huge distraction. You've got impressionable young men from the ages of 18 to 22 or whatever the case might be that any sort of distraction, normally it comes in the way of some technological gadget. But in this case, it's in the way of a teammate uh, or three teammates, but, but one being a very integral part of what you wanted to do defensively, a teammate failing a drug test, it is a distraction. And so what's going to happen is, and I noticed when you said that Ohio State deserved to be there versus Notre Dame, you didn't call them the Ohio State. Um, <laughs> but but I, 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 won't, I, won't, I won't point that out, uh, uh, Mr. The uh, University of Clinton, or the University, whatever you Clinton, uh, Tigers are calling yourselves these days, um, Ohio State didn't deserve to be there because they went out against Purdue and got whooped. And so what you do on every Saturday should matter. And the, the people who are trying to articulate why Notre Dame shouldn't be there uh, try to say because they didn't play a conference championship. Well, they're not Mr. in Raheem a conference. Abdullah, well, 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 Mr. Raheem Abdullah, you guys didn't either. That Pittsburgh team, I don't, you, every conference championship is not created equal. And so Notre Dame deserves to be there. And while I think Dabo Sweeney is definitely Mount Everest in terms of opponents and coaches to coach against, uh, Brian Kelly has been hearing the murmurs, and today's the day where the bully gets punched in the nose. 
And when you get punched in your nose, right in your nose, when he, and you start to cry, and tears start to come down, then we see who you are as a team. And your freshman is going to get punched in the nose today because he's going to get hit hard, often. And Notre Dame's defense, disruptive as it be, is going to then put that offense out on the field. And we've got game breakers. We've got a lot more speed than we've had in a long time. Okay. This ain't 2012. Y'all ain't that Alabama team. This is going to be a good game. Notre Dame comes out on top, 31-27. Okay, guys, hold on well, here a second. Uh, Tim Ground, Evan Sharpley with uh, Bobby Brown for the Irish in Dallas, Raheem Abdul in Atlanta for the Tigers. I'm going to change it up. Bobby, you have to tell me how Cle- Clemson can win, and Raheem, you got to tell me how Notre Dame can win. Either one can start. we got 30 seconds for each of you. Clemson can win if we decide to stay in the hotel today. <laughs> That's the only way Clemson's going to win. We sick of it. I'm telling you, the whole world said we shouldn't be there. Dis- they're disrespecting what Notre Dame is as a program, what Notre Dame is as a team this year. We're punching Clemson in the face this year. Clemson, you ain't got no chance today. I said it, and, and that, I'm standing behind it. The only way Clemson wins is if somehow the bus uh, punctures a tire and Notre Dame don't make it to the stadium. <laughs> That's my belief. Counter offer. <laughs> well, it's real simple for me. It's called divine intervention. <laughs> All these Catholics around the world are going to have to get together and start praying and pray to the divine that somehow, some way, that this, uh, this Notre Dame team can beat the University of Clemson, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, and, 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 and to you guys, 32nd ranked defense. Uh, Travis A. <laughs> looking at his chops and waiting for you guys. So divine intervention is the only way these guys are going to win today. God himself is going to have to come down <laughs> and, and tell Clemson, go ahead, guys, let him go. According to a lot of Notre Dame fans, he will be there. Well, the good news is I got a tailgate. So God can come on and pull up, come on, pull up to my tailgate, God, because if that's what it takes, that's what we're going to get. Today. We're going to win today. We're going to California. Actually, I think God already made an appearance and helped you get up this morning, Bobby. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> that God in about four different alarms. The phone, <laughs> I had the wake-up call. I had the alarm clock. I had to make sure I woke up, man, because it was important to be here. I had to let uh, these Clemson Tigers know that Notre Dame is in the building. Excuse the fact that I don't have a voice, but it's all good. We're still going to go out there and fight us some, some Clemson Tigers. We're about to Take them tiger claws out. That's what we're doing. <laughs> hey, well, well done today, guys. I appreciate you taking Great some time. Uh, we'll make no sure problem. to connect with you later this afternoon as the game unfolds. I'm sure that your guys' uh, conversations are going to be quite lively throughout the entire matchup. But appreciate it. Enjoy the game this afternoon. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it, Raheem. Go Irish. All right, but yeah, go Tigers. <laughs> the Tigers. The Tigers. And we'll be right back on your home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 FM, 960 AM, WSBT. Back to the game day show on your home for Notre Dame football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. I'm Evan Sharpley, along with Tim Growl. And we just we just had a great little debate there from Bobby Brown, former Notre Dame receiver, and Raheem Abdullah, former I love live radio University That's of right. Tiger. Um, getting us ready. I mean, it's <laughs> early. But uh, those, some smack, those, right? those two guys are ready to go. <laughs> it's like uh, they never stop playing. No, 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 no. That was great. That hey, was we fun. just heard the uh, Notre Dame fight song. I hope we hear that a lot today down yeah. in the Cotton Bowl and stuff. So, um, 
you know what? I never, we never did get to find out about the uh, uh, win of the toss, so I'll ask you. When the toss, Notre Dame wins, what would you do? Uh, take the ball. Uh, Dr. Radigan was correct. Uh, but I can see it either way. I mean, I think that, you know, Notre Dame's going to have... Uh, one of my keys to the game is starting fast, and, and that can be either getting a stop when you're on defense, putting your defense out there, they've been great all year, um, or going out there. For me as a quarterback, you know, if I'm Ian Book, I'd like to take the ball so I can go out there and go eight for eight in my first drive and develop some rhythm. Um, that, that'd be important for me. But I could see it going either way. You have an opportunity to make a statement whether your offense is out there or you send your defense who's been great all year too. So. Just keep going. That well, sounds yeah. like a key right there. It so. is. It is. It's, it's getting off to a fast start. You know, whatever they decide, that's, the, that's number one for me, uh, but setting that tempo and tone early. Um, number two uh, has to do with controlling the line of scrimmage. I think we're going to learn a lot about how this game plays out based <clears> on <throat> how Notre Dame's offensive line is able to um, control uh, or try to control this very talented front four from Clemson. They don't need to necessarily dominate, but it's got to be a wash at least. Um, and then finally, the turnover margin I think will come into play. Is Notre Dame's defense, are they able to create some turnovers, get some pressure um, on this quarterback, um, and then make sure that they're protecting the the football on the opposite side. So if Notre Dame does that, I think they win. I think it's going to be close, though. I've got 35-31. 35-31. We'll take it. Don't go anywhere as the Cotton Bowl coverage continues. Right after the news, it's everything you need to know about today's big game on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Then about 11.40 a.m., it's Notre Dame men's basketball. After the game, Sports Beat will be back on the air, followed by the Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show. Then it's kickoff just after 4 p.m. with the broadcast team of Paul Burmeister, Ryan Harris and Jack Nolan. And after the game, join Sean Sires and Reggie Brooks for the official post-game show. This isn't goodbye, but we'll see you later. We plan on being back in the air on January 7th for the national championship game. If anybody wants to send Evan and I to Santa Clara, we're open for bids. But right now, stand by for more right here on your home for Fighting Irish Football. 96-1 WSBT. For Evan Sharpley, this is Tim Growl. Go Irish! Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 